before we jump right in the episode, I just want to say a disclaimer. Um, we had some technical difficulties. That's why you hear us in mid-conversation. We wasn't talking about anything of importance. I repeat, we wasn't talking about anything of importance. We want to give a big shout out to everybody that's been supporting the Patreon as of lately. Your hard money won't go unnoticed. I promise you. Follow us at Pot and Chill Show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Duffno Beer on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Vanessa Velli at Twitter. So, probably Instagram. I don't know if he's back yet. But thank you for the support. Much love. Let's get into the episode. So it was just one time when I was 16, like I said, um, I improperly shaved, me not knowing, me being ignorant in my youth, me not knowing that black skin grows differently. Um, I went against the grain when I was shaving um, because, you know, our skin, when it grows, it grows in curls. Um, everybody else's grows straight out. People that's not of color, hair grows straight out. Uh, so... I've tried and tried, you know, to clear it up. Nothing was working. I even went to, like, world-renowned dermatologists, and that wasn't even working because no shots to nobody, but it was predominantly white. Even though it was a great dermatologist, they didn't understand black skin. Mm-hmm. So they were just trying to give me steroids, and they were trying to give me um, all type of top tropicals, and it, and it didn't work because my skin is obviously different from yours. That's something that you can't de- uh, debate. <laughs> At all. So... Yeah, it just goes to show. I was just young. I wish I had the guidance to understand to not go against the grain. Uh, me watching YouTube videos of people of color actually doing it. I should have watched both. Mm-hmm. But I was just reading. Me being hard-headed, of course. Me wanting to learn on my own. And that's... Uh, um, so, so after that, I was like... Uh, I'm going to take it in my own hands. So what I did is I just did a lot of research on, you know, skin... How to properly take care of your skin And I was putting like aloe vera on there Which will burn a lot A lot of people will recommend Like you talk to a lot of older black men They all recommend it Like yo Just put a warm rag on there And just put alcohol on there That's in- insufficient Like it doesn't I promise you it did not <laughs> Alcohol? Alcohol on your skin I pro- For razor bumps I promise you it did not Something that would dry your skin out Yeah that's that's. I mean that's the goal Is to dry your skin out But you don't want to cause damage to your skin So The goal is to dry your skin out? So what I did Oh my god So what I did was <laughs> I would put a, a, <laughs> Bo Rad is hilarious So what I did was I put a warm rag I put a warm compress on my skin mm-hmm. And um Was it a towel? Was it a towel? Yeah it was a, Yeah I mean it could be a rag or a towel but Okay a And I did a very hot compress for like Half an hour And then um I would, I would just Just experiment with different Products that's a special for like uh, people of color, and eventually I found the right one, the right product, and uh, I just kept applying every day. Hmm. But it does; they all dry your skin out. They all have the same goal. But so you want something that soothes out as well. So, th- would you say this has been like a seven-year process for you? 
Uh, to get the full thing? Yeah. Yeah, because I've struggled with having, like, patchy beard. Like, having a very patchy beard. So, I wasn't necessarily um, insecure about it, but I was like, it doesn't look real. I don't mm. want a patchy-ass beard. Like, yeah. Dudes you don't want the you don't have look. Exactly. A lot of dudes be having, like, patchy-ass beards. And I'm like, I can't be that guy. So, that's why I always go with the goatee. And that's why, if you notice that my goatee is very long compared to the rest of my facial hair. Because I've been growing up the goatee for a very long time. So, how do you feel about, like... Well, if you have feeling at all mm-hmm. about, you know, the people who can't grow bears, but they just have, like, really, really thick sideburns. Like, I mean, do you think that looks comical? Nah, I like... It depends. It depends how you look. Okay. Like, if you just having the chops. Yeah. I feel like the people... I feel like those type of people can grow a beard but they choose to have chops because most people i see that have like only thick chops they have like a five o'clock shadow as well mm. so they can grow the beard but they choose to have the sideburns it's a style thing like you see me my, I, when i was uh i was saying college my barbers used to want me to just grow it out you, yeah. they always say oh you're gonna go through this little patchy peas phase i was like yeah I, i'm not really looking how this makes me look so that's why i always stuck with the the very very clean shaven face mm-hmm. like i tried to grow, actually during the pandemic i had a beard yeah i had a beard during the pandemic but it was just like we were in the house for about five months yeah and you couldn't get a barber so i gave it that time to grow and it actually connected i, I have pictures of it i have pictures of it and everything but i i don't know I, I just don't feel like i can go through that and also it was incredibly itchy when i, mean, when I first got it I, I don't feel like I want to look like that. Maybe look very old, too. A lot of people, when you usually work in office spaces, yeah. in professional settings. So what I've noticed, a lot of those guys don't have... Um, like beards? They, they don't have beards. They usually go for, like, a nice goatee, or they go clean-shaven. Yeah. Um, when I used to work underneath these people, um, they're very good people, by the way. I just, I'm just not going to name them. But I, when I used to work for them, they all had clean-shaven clean shaving all of them all mm. older white guys and they all had clean shaving and when they and they used to shave like every week yeah they i noticed never, that yeah they would shave like every single week and they'll shave there though because i mean it's their facility but i mean if we're talking about facial hair there was uh there's laws now um that are set in place in certain states i don't know if pa is one of them that allow african americans to actually come to work with with dreads because a lot of times a lot of people like in those spaces it, they look down on, on people, people with locks, with locks. Yeah, yeah a lot of times like it wasn't a professional yeah, um that. or braids or locks like like protect uh, the word they use were protective styles mm-hmm. like protective styles weren't looked at as a, appropriate for the work setting yeah. which is crazy to think about how are you gonna tell me how my hair looks when i see bob in marketing come in here look like he just got smacked with a tornado <laughs> <laughs> two pays on the other side. Yeah, it looks terrible. It looks terrible. Looks like he just had a four AM bender with Smirnoff and And that's why I said it's all about yeah, performance. I mean, your appearance it makes up a little bit, but the way you work should make up majority of it. Yeah. Just like how we talk about like I'm gonna just reference this again, like experience versus the degree. Oh yeah, literally, you talk about like this every you day. Should, you should focus on the experience that I provide to the company, whether or how my hair is looking. Yeah, my hair shouldn't dictate on my work performance. That doesn't that does that doesn't even make sense. It sounds asinine. It does. Like it, I don't understand. And it's just put in place for people of color. It's like oh, thank, to thank you for societal norms for this amazing yeah. this amazing uh, 
report that you wrote, but uh, why your hair look like yeah. that? It's like, huh? But it's, a, it's also a crazy thing that women go through as well. It is. As well as men with locks. Because um, they always ask, like, dumbass questions. Like, oh, I love your braids. Is that yours? Or something like Like, some stupid shit. Like, who, who gives Even you the right to say that? Men and women go through that. I mean, ignorance is a bliss, but it's like, bro, you're not that. You are ignorant. I know you're that ignorant, but I didn't know you were that ignorant. Yo, I listen, let me tell you, man. Yeah? You, you can probably say this. I've worked... I don't think I've never really had like a normal job. I've mm-hmm. always had a job, maybe besides like summer jobs, where it's yeah. like I always had some sort of like office setting. Some of the things I've heard, like in uh, in my short time of working, you can't say that to a normal person outside. No, you can't. You can't say that to people. Some of the things that said inside the workplace, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that, and, <laughs> and, and it's crazy to think you would think the workplace is a safer space, mm-hmm. bro. It is some really because low level thinking in some places. They feel like they built a family, and they feel like, all right, since I built this family, I have a lot of questions that I've been meaning to ask. But it's crazy because it's shit like Google and Reddit out there. You can just ask from people with experience or people that have dealt with that. You can ask it anonymously. But you just want to, yeah, you, but you want to ask the person front, dead, or center. I mean, it's cute when you're 10 years old, but you're 31. How it you saves know your character. Yeah. You just go online and ask. I don't have no shame when I ask dumbass questions online. Yeah. I don't have no shame. I'll ask the stupidest shit online. Yeah. If I wanted to know what it was, I'll go on Reddit. Somebody on Reddit has experienced it. I promise you. Yep. I promise you. If you want to know about the black experience, go on Reddit. I was at one workplace, not where I'm at currently, uh, but uh, I was at one workplace in a, in a past life, and somebody walked by. It was a white gentleman. Asked the black, asked the black guy. Said, "Yo, your hair is uh, real nappy today." Really? <laughs> That's insane. I turned around. I said, "Who?" Did they have that relationship though? I don't know. Oh, you're not sure? Maybe they had like that type of relationship. Bro, you're not you're not saying my hair nappy, bro. I don't care if you my friend or, or not. Like, I, well, maybe my friend, even still, saying. like, but we're, we're at work because you can have that type of relationship with somebody where, like, yeah, we say serious shit to each other that we're not like we have at home conversations, but they're not supposed to be in the workplace. Talking about nappy hair, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you got those white folks that, but yeah, my uh, me and my friends have those type of. You know what? It remind me. What did you see that video that got resurfaced? Which one? With Chris Rock and Louis C.K. The N-word conversation? Yeah. It got yeah. resurfaced again. Of and course it, it did. It was the the British dude from the office. Yeah, and Louis C.K. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. There. I remember that. So the British guy from the... Uh, he's from Britain. He, uh, he's yeah. he's that. He's from Britain. Yeah. Shout but out to Britain. They had Louis C.K. saying like the N-word with the hard R. Yeah. And they, but it was like Chris Rock was saying it too. But yeah. Chris Rock was the only black man there. Yeah. I mean, it was... You know, it's always going to be like... Those type of wars in the comments, so I, I don't Forever. get into those wars. Those Forever, are, I don't care about that. Yeah, but goes to show you, like Louis C.K. and Chris Rock are very close friends. They are. Close they friends. probably say the N word towards each other in closed space, but you think that was appropriate to say? Even as, uh, and we can jump into the next topic from this. We could, but this deserves some conversation. Yeah, though. But even though, like, I don't know. It's like they're comedians, so it's like. It's like a, they they have a friendship as well. So it's like, yo, they probably have these, they probably say this to each other. Yeah, they're cold th- stores. This segue is crazy. But you're saying it on a wild platform. There's an audience behind this. Yeah, it's an audience behind <laughs> this. 
I mean, the only one that didn't say the N word was Seinfeld because he knew it was up. Yeah, he knew. It was up. <laughs> he Seinfeld got his ass beat. Yeah, Seinfeld got his ass beat. I mean, but it's like, where do we go from? Is it should there be limitations to comedy? Ah, oh, man. Even at someone's expense, man, man. And this is obviously is the biggest thing in the world right now. Keep my wife's name out the your Oscar, fucking mouth. Yeah, the Oscars with Will Smith and Chris Rock. If you're listening to this future, Will Smith's met Chris Rock because uh, he made, Chris Rock made an alopecia joke. He made well, a G.I.J. Joke, joke about, about his wife, his who, wife had alopecia. who had alopecia. But he probably didn't know she had alopecia, but she was very vocal about having alopecia and she was sensitive. But she also said she didn't care about anybody else talking about her. She did say that. She said that. Okay. She did say that. Okay. So, yeah. So Everybody that's, says that's, that until they're the butt of somebody yeah, else's yeah. jokes. So, w- what I'm asking is, is it limitations to where com- comedians should have, like, a limitation? You asking me? Or are you asking? I'm asking everybody. Uh, if, if you want to answer, you feel free yeah. to answer right now. I mean, there shouldn't be. Yeah. There shouldn't be, if I'm being, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, I've had this conversation before. Before we uh, started the pod with other people, yeah, and um, I'm seeing, and I hate to say it, there's definitely a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a polarizing response yeah. based off of gender, gender, yeah, woman or man, yeah, of course, there's a polarizing response based off of gender because because of this, because you know, one is thinking, let's be honest, one is one side is thinking from bare emotion, and one side is thinking. Logically, I would say I would say more so one side is thinking more like empathetically, yeah. and the other side is thinking, thinking more comically. Yeah, because like, and and this is why I would say that because I asked a lot of women how they felt about what happened mm-hmm. to get you kind of see. I asked them what they thought what happened, and then I asked them about comedy for a second. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the, the thoughts, and all of them they was like, "Oh, Chris Rock is wrong, blah 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 blah." He shouldn't talk about a woman like that. Will Smith is quote unquote standing up for his woman. Okay, and then I said, and that's probably the general consensus of most women. Yeah, I asked about a good ten, fifteen of them. Then I asked, "Well, how do you feel about comedy?" And he told me, "Some comedy's fine until you try to make it fun of people." So they don't. So and you a, see, a lot of people don't understand comedy. Comedy is supposed to be, uh, I guess, an equal opportunist. That's yeah. how I see comedy. It's supposed yeah. to be, it's supposed to make light of a situation. Yes, of, of any situation. Yes. The, the what Chris Rock said was wrong, probably, but it's like it's comedy. There's a lot of things that comedians say that are wrong. I've I've seen a lot of uh, jokes. I can't. I, they people have made pedophilia jokes, darker than they made slave jokes. People made. Michael Jackson R-word jokes, R word jokes, R you. It's, it's a lot of them, and but that it's not saying that's acceptable. But that's the art of comedy. Now, what I will say about comedy: if you're willing to say something, you have to deal with the repercussions. That, that is come true. Afterwards, that is true. So that's that's it. But do I feel like that? 
your emotions shouldn't get best, especially if it's coming from a com- comics, uh, comedic standpoint, because you know it's it's lighthearted. It's not coming from anything deep. He's not. Cause he's, I'm pretty sure Chris Rock did say that with malice. <laughs> I know he did. I'm pretty sure this man didn't the drive here today. Fun. The joke wasn't fun, funny enough to warrant a smack. It wasn't. The joke wasn't that. It wasn't. Joke, bro, I'm so young. I'm young, so I'm like, I've never even seen G.I. Jane. So, yeah, I never saw G.I. Jane <laughs> so in my like, life. So when he said it, I'm like, I don't get the joke. Only I had a few people said, oh, what G.I. Jane yeah. was, and I was like. That deserved to get smacked in the face. <laughs> now, if he made an August, I've seen a joke. I, I would have been crying. I would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> or a Tupac joke. So, but Paul is to say, like, it shouldn't be any limitations of what comedians should or could joke about. What? What? Because it's you know, we're just in extremely sensitive times right now, where jokes at someone else's expense is sensitive, especially on the gender who what it is signed to. You know what I mean? Because if it was a joke about LeBron James headline or Kevin Durant, we would be crying. Yeah, if if this was like just like you said, or if this was a joke about Jay Z's hair, yeah, nobody would say anything, you know. But um, and it was there's a lot of people saying, you know, you know, people use. Big words to make it seem like something is more important than yeah. what it actually is. Misogyny, like not misogyny, but people were saying like, "Yo, she has an illness. She has an extreme illness. You know, it's an autoimmune disease." But alopecia, if you do your research, yes, it's an autoimmune disease, but it's not extremely deadly. But do you know and that I'm not saying that's a bad thing? But you can joke. It's lighthearted in everything. There's a basketball player named Vincent Villanueva mm-hmm. who actually suffers from alopecia. Mm-hmm. If Vincent Villanueva was in I mean, that crowd, does. I'm pretty sure she does as well. Huh? No, keep going. If Vincent Villanueva was in that crowd, yeah, do you think he would have got up there and slapped Chris Rock? No, he would have left. <laughs> My point, and and what what kind of sent me a little bit was like now it's it's like protect black women, protect black women, yeah. protect black women, and it's just like. And it was coming from political officials. It was coming from verified people. It was coming from everywhere. And, I, and it wasn't like a. It wasn't like targeted against black, like black women. That's what I'm saying. But y'all saying protect black women. Brittany, Brittany Griner is stuck in Russia. Yeah, facing five years in Russia. Why we're not focused on that? And and and, and like, there's a lot of other instances where, you know, kings and queens. Let's take kings and queens for example. Kings and queens used to pay. Yeah. Comedians to make fun of them. It's called a roast. It's called a roast. Yep. When you go to events like this, the reason why events like this are popular and the reason why some people sit in the front row, cut the Hollywood elites, quote unquote, is because they want to be there to get made fun of. Yeah, it's a literally a roast. Believe it or not. And um even for us, it says a message about like I said, it it's a it sent a message to comedy like i don't want like it's this the situation it's not serious but in retrospect it's like it's deep it's deep because now it's like the situation at hand is not serious but the, the repercussions from it it was serious that's dope because it told me like one thing like i said it told me that yo comedy is now restricted to what you can say yes yes without being prosecuted yes it, and it told me like you can't take niggas anywhere. What I <laughs> what I what I would also say is that now it's getting to the point where it's all funding games into a, a particular type of group gets laughed, laughed at. at. Yeah, 
That and that's not comedy. Comedy, no. you're supposed to be able to Everything. draw a blank canvas. That's why Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians of all time because he can joke about anyone and get it off, and it'd be hilarious. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny about com about com- Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, Family Guy makes a lot of kid movies now. If you go back to the early '80s. And oh. mid eighties, and watch Delirious and <laughs> Raw. So many f bombs. It's all, it was on Netflix mm-hmm. for years. It's probably taken down now. Yeah, of course, but of course it is. I'm pretty sure it is. It was on Netflix for years. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. If y'all are watching this, if 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 a alopecia joke sent y'all an uproar, imagine. The the things he was saying. What was said just twenty something years ago. That was the most homophobic. So, so many homophobic slurs and delirious. It was insane. Disgusting. It was crazy compared to now. It's compared to now. Disgusting. Y'all, y'all would cancel him. You would cancel him. But it, and it just shows you the dramatic shift in the times. Like yeah, and I would say that because I, I see both sides. You know, I see how people can be offended, but people, you can wake up and be offended about, about anything, yeah. about anything, you know, and I feel like in that, if that's the case, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't participate. If you, if you, if you have the, the type of ability where you have that type of reaction, you should just not participate. You know, shouldn't be involved. I thought about something, you know, I feel like a lot of people think this way, but they're afraid to say it simply because, right? Politicians are supposed to um, be for the people and mm-hmm. be like the voice for the people. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to, I guess, seem like the people. Mm-hmm. So if the people who are they're trying to attract are the younger audience, like 20, 21 kids in the early 2000s, since they're mm-hmm. becoming voting age, right? Mm-hmm. They are, let's, let's be honest, they're more sensitive to a lot of shit than when we are. Politicians we, or people? People. Okay. Now. I said the politicians try to please the kids or them to mm-hmm. early 2000s. Mm-hmm. The kids are sensitive, right? So what are the politicians going to do? They're going to make it seem like, yo, this is not, this is so, so serious. Protect yeah, they're gonna, if they're sensitive, they're, they're, they're going to be hypersensitive. Seem, yeah, to make it seem like, yo, I'm relatable to y'all yeah. so I can have your vote. That's how I really see things. Cause I feel like all those guys really feel the way that a lot of people do, even worse. Oh, brother. So I know, oh, I know they feel. So they're just, it's just a... It's it, just a facade that they put on. But I don't, just I don't feel like it's fair. Yeah, I don't feel like it's fair either. I don't feel like it's fair because now, again, I feel like we talk about this every other episode. You have an audience now. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you, if you don't believe it, why are you preaching it? Yeah. I mean, again, a wider audience, which is the youth. Because they know. But it's crazy how they try to talk to the youth because the youth is the majority that don't vote. They don't vote. Older people vote the most. So now you just stir in the pot. Yeah. Which 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 is counterproductive. Yep. Because people already don't vote, yep. as we already know. But that, uh, besides the point, what 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 we really need to start seeing is if you have the type of mental like capacity where you can't take a joke, yeah. Just don't go. Yeah, because you're don't go. you're hurting yourself, if anything. And it's clear that a lot of people don't see if you ever noticed, like a lot of the a lot of these shows are hosted by comedians on purpose. Yeah. So they can make light of people in the crowd. That's yep. why you don't see L O Cool J hosting the Oscars. <laughs> he's not funny. 
You know what I mean? Like these type of things are supposed to be moderated by, by funny comics, people, yeah. by comics, to make because, jokes about people winning awards. It's making light of a serious situation. And there's so many serious people in the room. Yeah. Why is the moderator being serious? Yes. And I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel bad for Will Smith. Yeah. Like I know we're not really talking about like topically, mm-hmm. but like, I feel bad for Will Smith because this this brother. That's what he is. He, he's he's a brother. Yeah, he won his the biggest his first Oscar. This is the biggest moment of your life. Yeah. And I will never remember this as oh, I did. Yo, I didn't remember. I I literally nobody remembered that because the negativity all sounds. Both two. Watch this. Two black men had a first last night. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson and Will Smith last night won their first Oscars. We didn't even know it. Nope. Cause you're too busy worrying about somebody. And 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 before that, like like Will Smith again, Philly native, has been dragged through so much. Yeah. And I feel like I don't feel that slap was I don't feel like that slap was warranted, but I feel that that right there. Deeper trauma was the trauma yeah. of, getting of, of getting bullied, literally. And he said it in his book as well. Of getting bullied, like Will Smith has been has been mentally mm-hmm. bullied by the media, his wife, <laughs> his wife, <laughs> Tupac, <laughs> and and he's been getting bullied for 30, 40 years. And in your biggest moment, you let, you your, emotions you let your emotions get to the best overshadow you. In your biggest moment. Yep. And that's the problem that I have with this whole thing. Because I couldn't celebrate with Will Smith. Yep. Because Will Smith ego finally got the best of him. Yeah. Because he laughed at that joke. Yeah, if did. you saw it, he, he laughed did. at that joke. It's, when you at your highest point, that's when the devil come at you the hardest. Uh-huh. That's what they say, man. That's what they say. And it, well, it, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad. sad. It Especially, it's sad that it had to be our people. It does. You you see, because now when a white, I don't care what other people see, but it's the representation that you you show. Like, if me, a black child, is seeing Will Smith smack somebody over another black a, man, another black man over a comment like that, it's like. It makes me think talking? that's okay. Yeah, it makes me think that's okay, and that's not okay. But and this and this is the issue that I'm having because I'm sad to say, like a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of women will will say they were advocating for yeah, for that. It. And now here's my thing. And somebody asked me, well, if that was me, would you have slapped him? I said, my name is Rashawn. Yeah. Right. If Rashawn is at the Oscars and somebody's making fun of my woman. Who's not Jada Pinkett Smith? I'm not Will Smith. Yes, I'm going up there and I'm slapping the shit out of you. Because why do you know who my wife is? <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm smacking you. Because you're a stalker. Why yeah. do you know my wife? Right? But what? But what? Don't understand. I do it on stage though. But here's my thing. I asked. This is what I asked. I said, if President Obama and Michelle Obama was in the crowd, would Barack Obama got up there and slapped Chris Tucker? No. Everybody said no. Yeah. So why is Will Smith different than Barack Obama? Just think about that. Just think about that real quick. Yeah. If there is no difference, then why because it's Will Smith and because it's Jada Pinkett Smith that he had to go up there and slap the shit out of Chris Tucker? Right, shut up, that boy. <laughs> he took that, that though. Yeah, he took it. He got a strong chin. He says gums absorbed it, which was crazy. 
Doug. Twitter had a ball. Duh. Especially Phew. me, I had a ball. They was doing some assaults that, on my TL. But literally, that's comedy. We make light of dark situations, and that's why I appreciate apps like Twitter, uh, where you can get your comedic relief yeah. constantly without Phew. being judged. Literally. So that's why I was saying uh, it was a couple comedians I seen that was actually being blatant disrespectful to Jada, but I was like, that's that's absurd. You shouldn't be saying that. But yeah, that's not right. They were mad at the fact that comedy was being. How can I say comedy was being? Um, it was a low life for comedy that yeah, day. Yeah, it was a bad. Day. Yeah, it was a low life for comedy that. It was day. a bad day for seen comedy. A comedian make a joke and they had, and it had repercussions for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which wasn't cool, but. As a co- I'm not a comedian, but comedians. If I was a comedian, of course I'd be like, damn, not like that's a low blow to comedy. Like I would be offended f- about the whole situation, actually. But um, if you ask so me, many ways to look at it. If you ask me, right, and I'm, I don't want to stay on this topic for too long, but if you ask me, like, if your job, it's to get a reaction, yeah, from somebody. I feel like Chris Rock took the W. If you, if your job was to get a reaction, that's the greatest reaction of yeah. TV history. Now, say you a bus driver, and your job is to drop people off at their destination, and you do it so well, somebody slaps the shit out you on your last I'm round. I'm getting pissed. Exactly. Getting pissed. That's a low life for bus driver. Yeah, it's a low life for driver. <laughs> I'm I'm doing my job, but I got smacked. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I did my job so well, you you got you up slept. and smacked the shit yeah, out of you for no reason. For no reason. So I don't crazy. know, man. But yeah, I did see a lot of people advocating for the the violence. They was like, I don't care. I don't care what stage it was on. It should have been the um. It don't matter what stage it was on. He felt like his wife was disrespected. It wasn't that his wife was being disrespected. It was that his manhood was being disrespected. His manhood was being tested. Yeah, his manhood was being tested by his wife. Yes, and he wanted to he wanted to retaliate from it. It was nothing about protecting black women. I don't. That's not what I seen. He protected a black woman, but it was at his expense. You know what I mean? Whatever he had internally, and this speaks for everybody, whatever he had internally, he impacted that. Yep. So. And if you looked at his face when he stepped off the stage, he regretted that as soon as he did it. Yep. As soon as he did it. So, I mean, you really, we said it before, you really have to understand the mentality of the black man. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if he didn't look at his wife, and his wife didn't look at him, he would have just laughed and kept it moving. You know me. Well, this is the, well, and it's always done. They've been together since before we were born, bro. We were. But I'm sorry. They were. Well, she was with Tupac first, but. (laughs) 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 She was with Pac first, obviously, Thug Life. She was with Thug Thug Life. Life. She went to Bel Air. Mm. But, uh, other side of Compton. Other side of Compton. But um, Ooh, boy, damn, that that's bad to follow true. up. Yeah, it's bad to follow up. You can't follow up Tupac. No, nah, you can't follow up Tupac. Dude. But yeah, a lot of people gotta just learn how to control your emotions. But like I said, he picked her. That's who he picked. So that's, that's who he picked. That's the trials and tribulations that he got to go through through sickness and health. Um, yeah, you gotta think. Uh, if I was in that situation, I can't say what I would have done, <laughs> but I would have laughed. You know me, I would have probably laughed. Because the woman, I usually tend to pick women that take comedy or understand comedy and lighthearted. Uh, so what's today? The 29th. Oh, today's March 29th. Yes. Damn, can't wait till August get here. But oh, um, oh, yeah, it's a um. But yeah, I, I, I usually pick women that's lighthearted and understand comedy. Yes. So I would. So oof. that situation would be. 
So that situation would never happen. We just would laughed it off. But if she actually felt offended, then I would have been like, "All right, I'll talk to him afterwards. I'm good pals with the guy. I'll talk to him afterwards." I see you. I see you in at the cocktail party. Yeah. I like yo, bro. I didn't like that joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next time you do that, don't do that again. And you know what's but crazy? So skyrocketed after that. They did. And you know what I also is crazy? Mm-hmm. Jay Z. He actually made a Beyonce joke, and they was in a crowd one time. Beyonce and Jay Z. And Jay-Z didn't get up there and smack him. Yeah. Jay-Z's one of the most powerful entertainers in the world. Yeah, he could have. But uh, could have got him canceled. Yeah, but that's just didn't do it. control your emotions, man. That's not that's not how you retaliate the comedy. If it was disrespect, that's different. But yeah. you can't tell somebody how to react, I guess. So But when it's in the comedic aspect, some shit is not warranted. Who nope. am I to tell what's warranted and what's not? What's I'm not sensitive, that's all I'm gonna say. And I deal with my, all my unpacked trauma, all my packed trauma. Yeah, you gotta think about it. Like Duff, you you would, you would say you're a bigger guy, right? Yeah. Say you're in comedy, and they'd be like, "Yo, look at this big bear." Yeah, I'm not. You not get up there smacking somebody. No, no, I would never. Because it's all in comedy. If I'm a comedian, it's comedy. Is Will Smith not a comedian, actor, comedic actor? Well, he's serious now, but he used to have a comedy show. He used to understand comedy. And then they're and saying in his apology, he said it. So I'm like, I don't understand. But when you attack my wife, yeah, yeah. it's all in comedy. And it, it's funny because there, some people were saying that he he came to the show as King Richard, and I said, "Bro, Richard Williams." I said, "Get up, get out of here. You guys and, are um, reaching hard." Forget, it's entertainment as well. It uh, is entertainment, and, and, and you go through entertainment like classes how to deal with depression, how you deal with other people's comments. So I was com- I was actually confused, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many ways it could have been handled. Well, you can't tell somebody how to react. So you can't. You definitely can't. Prayers up to that, man. Prayers up to the Smith family. Yeah. In August. Mm. And Pac, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pac. Your name's, I promise you your name will still be living as long as the Smiths are still here. Yep. I, pro- I promise you. Tupac Sha Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, sick. So, from the initial question, should comic, uh, comedy be limited? No. No. I feel like everything is joked. If they're making 9 11 jokes, if they're making Nazi jokes, if they're making slavery jokes, a little alopecia joke is not crazy. It's so many jokes. It was. I, yeah, I love comedy. I watch Def Jam. I watch like um, Yo Mama. Yo Mama. I watch Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. which is um like amateur stand up comedians go on there and they just practice their set. Yeah. I watch everything, and there's so many dark jokes. It's crazy. Yeah. So many incest jokes. None of those things get canceled because everybody in that crowd understands who we're here for. But do you remember when we watched Dave Chappelle? Yes. And those two women. Yes. Two white women. Yes. Joe, Dave was making the trans jokes. Yes. And they were looking so pissed in that crowd. Yes. But it's like, if you understand, and you know Dave Chappelle, and you know what he's about to say, and you know that he's un, like, unfiltered, unfiltered to the max, he's going to say some unwarranted shit, why would you put yourself in that predicament to get offended? You why buy the ticket? Why buy the ticket? You just gave him money, so you gave him more power to say what he wants to say. You get his power to the people. And um, getting back, like I say, one of the most disrespectful forms of comedy and 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 uh, creativity, I yeah. would say, is battle rap. Mm-hmm. There have been few times recorded on like the highest level where there's actually been fights broken yeah. out, broken out because battle rap and battle rap is the most disrespectful way 
of expressing creativity through words. <laughs> yes. The most dis you have people like for all my battle rap people out there like Arsenal who says the he talk about your daughter, your dead mother, your your, your baby mom, your sister, whoever. You know what I mean? And people don't fight. Why? Cuz you signed up to whatever that man says is on his ballot. Yeah. Is on his ticket or her ticket. You know what I mean? So and you're in that arena to see that come to life. If you didn't want to see it, just don't go. Yeah. Turn the channel. You know, I, I, I never understood it. I never understood how people will sp- spend their hard-earned money to get offended. To come to something they'll hate. And you know, it's like it's literally I'm about to say it. I'm don't do to, it. No, I'm about to say it. Oh I, god. I gotta say it. Oh god. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. He's saying it. It's the same thing. Here it comes. As a white man. Oh God. It's the same thing as a white man going to a rap concert. Oh boy. It's the same. Or it's the same thing. Sorry, that was a bad one. It's the same thing as a black man going to a clan rally. Come on. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. If I'm a black man, I know that the clan doesn't like my skin color. So why the hell would I go and be offended by it? That's crazy. You just said that. <laughs> Is it not the truth? I mean, there's there's validity there's validity in that statement. But what what I what I would uh, err on the side of just like what you said, man. Like like why such? There's a famous line. Why are you setting yourself up for failure? You, that's literally all it was. Why are you setting yourself up for failure, time and time again, and and then have and then create this social media uproar behind it where we had people who oh, clearly. This, yeah. Don't understand comedy. Oh, this Chris Rock made this joke. This um, bro, or Dave Chappelle made this joke, bro. You know that he he's gonna joke about anything. He's unfiltered. He's a comedian. So why would you pay your hard-earned money to be offended? Would you go laugh at somebody that 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 says everything that's crowd-pleasing? No, that's not and, comedy. But it's, com- it's comedians for that though. That's what I'm saying. They have those PG thirteen comedians. I don't find those people funny. No. <laughs> that's no. just me though but no. you can find those people funny like people making airplane jokes i'm not laughing at an airplane joke yeah i promise you i'm not it's not funny i don't find office humor funny no that's what i call it. that's that's office humor mm-hmm. i don't find office humor funny i need to be like all of my chair laughing yes. and the crazy part is that joke didn't have me out of my chair i didn't even get the joke yeah i didn't get the joke truthfully i really didn't i really didn't get the joke but but do you <sighs> what we love comedy. Well, us, I would say. I, I value comedy a great we deal. Value comedy, you know why? Because we watch it and we like, damn, it's so sensitive these days to say what you want. Then some people can see it as a gateway, like, yo, he's talking for me. You know what yes. I mean? He feels the way I feel. Manifest. So, it's, so it's a relatability um, aspect to comedy. Like, damn, I actually feel that way, but he put it in words that I can explain it. So, but for me, you know, I'm gonna say what I want regardless. I, that's how I am. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care what people feel about what the words I say. I, I but, um, let yeah. let's let's do let's do a a favor here and just I would say like let's let's not make physical arts altercations the norm for comedians because they just ha- they have a job to do. That's literally their job to make a lot of dark situations. Yeah, they they have they have jobs to do and I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable knowing going into work every day that if I do something right, I'm going to get my I'm going to get my face slapped. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the most dis- there yo, in, in the in the African American community, 
The only things that are only two things in my opinion that's more disrespectful than getting slapped is being called the N word or getting spit on. Yeah. I feel like those are the only two things that are more disrespectful than getting slapped. Open like hand slapped. Slap is the most degraded one. You slap kids. You slap dogs. You ain't gonna slap no other grown ass man. <sighs> this is a crazy. Was a crazy joke that was just me off camera. I'm not gonna say it. That's crazy. You, slap, you ain't gonna slap no other girl. Man. You ain't slapping nobody. You ain't slapping no pimp slap woman. Pimp slap woman back in the day to degrade them. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So the slap is the ultimate way to degrade another man. That's especially, how they used to, especially when you be watching another grown black man degrade another grown black man like, and his own profession. I would have been like, yo, are you gonna punch the nigga? Like a punch would have been more acceptable. But yeah. you slapped the nigga like you, he was your hoe. You open hand slapped him. That's disrespectful. The ferocity of that slap. Yeah. With all your fingers. He said, Well if you smack the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some big ass gums. I love Chris Rock. Um But yeah, in other words, man you ain't slapping Dave Chappelle on, like that, but man, go ahead. Yeah. Speaking on limitations of what you can say, talk about it. So basically, what happened over the few days, actually? What we talking about? Um, don't say gay. The don't say gay bill has been signed, and uh, people are outraged. People are outraged. Yeah. Um. It. I don't know if this is. Uh, again like this is another topic in which like individuals they're gonna be people on both sides of the aisle oh of course there's both sides to every everything every topic there's gonna be people on both sides of the aisle about this um essentially what what the what the law is it's uh called the the don't they they they, it's actually it's florida house bill 1557 but they all have names yeah the short term name for it is the florida don't say gay bill yeah that's what it's being called in the media and what it is essentially public school teachers in florida are banned from holding classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity after florida's governor ron desantis a republican signed the controversial parental rights in education bill uh, post from NPR, by the way. Um, so just going in a little bit more, um, it says on NPR's website, the bill, which some opponents have called Don't Say Gay, was signed by DeSantis on Monday. It reads classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identify identity, excuse me, may not occur in kindergarten through grade three. Or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Hmm. hmm. Um, to go further, it says supporters of the legislation say it's meant to allow parents to determine when and in what way to introduce LGBTQ plus topics to their children. It also gives parents an option to sue a school district if the policy is violated. Hmm. Okay, now when you say the last part, that's okay. That's like, a lot of people don't go into detail into these laws. No, they don't. But when you see don't see gay, the first thing you're going to think, homophobic. Yeah. 
See, I didn't even know that part. The last part you said was very <laughs> informative, and now that gives me a new outlook on it. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like that's what this podcast is for. Yes, yeah, so, so it gave me a new outlook on it. At mm-hmm. first, I was like, you know what? Who cares about that? Like, you should be able to teach that. It doesn't matter. But now, since that that's the was that's the reasoning for mm-hmm. it. If that's the genuine reason for it, I think it's brilliant. Because it's like you should be like we always say like yo. 80% of your life is going to be in school. So, but we shouldn't put that type of thing on the teachers, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Until that a child is older enough to understand certain things. That should be the parent's job to guide them through life. Mm-hmm. Like we say, sexuality shouldn't be taught in school. It should be taught in your household. Which it doesn't. Just like sex. Sex is not taught in our household. It is not. Because it's so far-fetched nowadays. It's something. It's a different language with parents and kids to yes. connect with. I feel like sexuality is the same thing for some reason. That's why you have a lot of people afraid to talk about sexuality to their parents because they're afraid how other people are going to view them. But, but I feel like that's it's it's a it's either hit or miss. It's an individuality type of thing because a parent to parent. So because some parents aren't comfortable talking to their kid about it, but you should mm-hmm. be able to because it is your child. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it is up to the parent to talk about um, that. And what we also and I, and this is goes back on the topic that I said I don't think people read nowadays. No, they don't. They don't. Because this when you random outreach, when you just see don't say gay, the first thing you think homophobia. Yeah, this bill only is for kindergarten, kindergarten to through third grade. grade. Mm-hmm. So about five to six to about nine, they don't really. Those kids are not caring about that until... I have a seven-year-old nephew. Ten or eleven. This man thinks girls are gross. Yeah. I I promise you that, you know, that's just kids. And and I, I wish I could give everybody this child psychology textbook that I have that explains the difference between top-down processing versus bottom-up processing Mm. and what top-down processing is for example let's say a kid a kid put a boy puts on a tutu Mm. right the boy just thinks it's a harmless piece of clothing because this is probably his first encounter with a tutu he's never seen it before and he never seen it before now a parent with a think oh my son is my son is gay because they have a top-down processor that from being an adult you automatically associate which isn't fair to do because there's also men men ballet dancers however (laughs) they're just saying there there are that they associate tutus with Women. women and if a man does it, it's automatically homosexual which doesn't makes sense where if you have a bottom up processor which takes more intellect to have is that oh my son has a tutu okay how about we I ask my son son you know what you have on nine times out of ten no no I'm just wearing bro kids want no to dress up. kids want to dress up as princesses like boys want to dress up as princesses boys want to dress up as a dinosaur or an mm-hmm. alligator why because this is what they be seeing on youtube mm-hmm. literally in their subconscious oh i want to be that yeah. they're not looking at it as a gender thing they're not putting it together oh woman equals dress yeah oh dinosaur equal fucking creature that died millions of years Bro, ago 
I'll give you a personal experience of mine. When I was, that's why I used the tutu reference. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. When I was younger, I think me and you both had the game. It was WWF Raw, mm-hmm. but it was when the characters were were huge. huge yeah. They were huge, and they had mystery boxes on there. So you like break the mystery box, you can get a weapon, right? And one of the weapons was like a swan dress. Mm-hmm. I was playing with Hardcore Holly, and like I was hitting, I was hitting Kane with the with the swan dress, and then he put it on. Yeah. And my mom saw it. Bro, she called, like, everyone in my family thinking that I was gay. Mm. And I have no idea. I'm, like, eight. I have no, no idea, idea what's going what, yeah, on. Because you, you don't correlate gender with accessories at that age. You just see it as a toy. But she was calling every aunt, every cousin. And if I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is he all right? Should I go? And I'm on the game, like, what's going on? <laughs> I thought I did something. Like all I knew that I felt like I guess I did something wrong. Not because of that, it's because of your parents' reaction. So and I, I just really wish that, you know, instead of just becoming openly outraged, like again, I have yet to say I have yet to say my stance on this bill because I don't have one, because I don't live in Florida. But yeah. my but my problem my problem is that I just wish if individuals are outraged because the name is don't say gay and they don't understand what's actually going on within the bill, then let's let's take a minute and let's read it. But that's, let's that's, read. Like I said, yeah, that's everybody is going to be outraged from headlines. And but in the same breath, that's media job is to make you outraged from yes. a big headline. Yes. So they caught a lot of people's attention, and Disney actually came out and they were like, "Yo, we're going to protest this." They bill. did. They did. But it's like it's the the reason why. Disney is protesting this bill. I don't think they actually care about it, but majority, uh, not majority, I don't know the statistics, but a lot of their workers, just like everywhere else, has LGBT um, employees. Yeah. So they're going to say what they're going to say, just like how we say pander to a certain audience. They're yeah. like, yo, no, we're going to try our hardest to fight against this bill. Yeah. The bill is already signed. It's nothing you can do. So, so and what? They came out with an apology. So, what Disney did? Uh, I mean, you have it, so. Oh, yeah. So, so Disney came out on and said that Florida's House Bill 1557, also known... This is a direct quote. I'm not saying this. Direct quote from Disney. Yeah. Also known as the, quote, don't say gay bill, should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal as a company... Let, let Keep that in mind. Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. We remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country. When did Disney have the influence to influence laws? I mean, these days, you never know. They uh, All celebrities be influencing or all companies. Remember when we talked about it a few episodes back about now we see these 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 giants and these corporations and you know what's funny? Wow, Borat's Borat's crazy. But remember that I posted a photo on the podcast and chill show about all these food companies. There's ten food companies that control about ninety percent of our of our in store consumption that aren't vegetables. Yeah. And I asked people on the Instagram page. Can you pull that up? Yeah, sure. I'll pull it up right now. Not uh, the Instagram post, the, the full one. What? The full post that you posted on Twitter. Yes. I'm pulling it up right now. And I asked people 
did this it's it's in there by the way you have it as well uh d does this bother people and i didn't get a big response on twitter so i took it to instagram and i i, I put a poll under it and everybody said no yeah of and, course and i and i and i'm wondering i i i wonder i wonder why everybody said no now the names of the companies is nestle mm. pepsico coca-cola danone kellogg's wrigley mars and unilever now some of those companies you may not know well nestle owns companies like gerber <laughs> companies like boost companies like fuse dasani gas companies poland spring oh let's take it to pepsi pepsi literally owns almost every soda in your cabinet all right oh general mills you want to talk about general mills, oh, general mills that's every candy bar you ever ate every candy bar every soda yeah. kellogg's every cereal yes every single cereal associated british foods mazola brands like that brands like grits brands like twinkies all of that um wrigley owns every gum in your fridge um we're talking about unilever we're talking about like popsicle klondike briars um all these different types of things and like we we can go i can go wonka every candy bar every soft drink yeah every bag of chips is is run by these companies and people say they don't care there's about a good 20 companies in the world that own and operate johnson and johnson people took covid vaccines from this place that makes baby powder <laughs> baby oil like and, baby and, wipes and, and and disney is a player in this like this like disney is one of those companies that is operated by some of these families that want to influence what is going on in the world a, a direct quote says that we believe this legislation should be taken down and we will do everything in our power to stop that that doesn't that doesn't concern you <laughs> it, it I, I don't understand a company that owns both every single broadcasting network as well as every child movie that your children watch as well as every sports or every sports broadcasting network yeah. as well as news. You can't tell me there's some type of influence that's being shown. You can't tell me that doesn't bother you. A lot of people try to object and say, yo, kids don't learn from these shows. I don't right. understand where they don't get that. From. This is bigger than this the don't big. say gay bill. Yeah. I'm not even talk. As you see, I have still yet to give my opinion on that bill. My problem is, do you not see the people behind the curtain saying what is going on? Well, like, who's determining what's right and what's wrong? This is not about being gay, being non-binary. This has nothing to do with that. This comes down to who are the players that are trying to influence your politics. Hmm. That is the problem because we haven't even talked about Big Pharma. Because when you throw the three or four companies into those lists of ten, and then you throw Disney into that list, that is literally every company that owns the products in the world. Mm -hmm. That's it. Coke, Pepsi, General Mills, Johnson and Johnson, and then you have big pharma companies like Pfizer, Biotech. They these are real Disney. 
Yeah. That's that's really it. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. Besides, like a few that I'm I'm missing. These are the people now. Amazon, and then you throw Google in the mix. Yeah. That Samsung. That's really it. That that's that's that 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 that's really it. I don't understand. Like, there's not many other players in this world that have influence, and all these people have agendas. Mm-hmm. So please, 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 I am begging y'all. I am begging y'all, read, because you can be influenced. It is easy to be influenced, but it's harder to be influenced when you actually read. I feel like if you listen to this, you're an avid reader. That's that's yes, we already deep into this episode. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you read. You or have at least, to. At least you read articles. I know you do, like a hundred percent do. You have to. If you're listening to this, you read articles. If not, then go and read. Like, and, and sometimes a lot of people don't like talking to me because like they're mad that I'm just not just going with just what's being saw, what's being seen. I'm like, you're not Dude. supposed to. Yeah. Uh, I had that problem as well. A lot of people crucified me for the whole type Jesus episode that we, when we had him up here, but yeah. it's like, bro, we're here to have people. Um, we're, we're coming from a moderate, a moderate standpoint. We're here to open, not just our minds, but the, the host, I mean, but the, um, the guest minds and your mind, we're here to, you know, bring different type of conversations to the table. We're not here to be biased or nothing. This is supposed to be like raw and honest, like yep. nothing in between. Because if it was one sided, we'll be we'll be preaching to the choir. We'll be talking like how CNN talks. Yeah. Or we'll be talking like how, how Fox, Fox talks. talks. Literally. Literally. So that's why we just remain open open minded. And a good quote, a good quote that I love. That is, it's so simple. It's so simplistic, but it, it means a lot. Was and you see it in movies a lot when they say question everything. Question everything. Lit- question, question everything. everything. Question You'll learn everything. more when you question everything. Because these big companies, they run everything. Yep. You think Eminem is big? You see Eminem's everywhere, but Eminem's is ran by General Mills. General Mills. Hershey. Literally, these are all small. These are all subs to the big to the big shark yep. these are all small fish in the pond to a big shark and when you think about it right now some people will be out here listening talking about something well how about disney just hears the voice of their employees and they just hear no. that they want to and i'm like you can you can take that and if that's all you want to dive into it in that's fine yeah but that's you, okay you, you want genuine you want genuine support the reason why i don't feel like it's genuine support is because they had a guy a lot of disney employees and a lot of disney actors walked off stage or walked off set and they were protesting so disney had to come out a statement saying yeah we stand with you it's the same as like we always say when february rolls around when these big companies yep. they turn their screens to black or when it's uh, Gay Pride Month, they turn it to Rainbow. Yes. Or when it's Black History Month, they give discounts to black people. It's the same and, thing. And here's my it's thing. Pandering. Here, it, yes, and and pandering a hundred percent. And and <clears> what <throat> what I will what I will say to that is this, right? If you think in your heart of hearts and in your deepest bank of your brain that a company cares about you and your belief system. Then you don't deserve to have that opinion. <laughs> the only reason, and this is the honest truth, I'm sorry to break it to you. We always say this: the way you hurt a company is taking their money away. Yes. Disney employees, no work equals no. What is it? 
no work is being uh no work is being done there's no money coming in yep. no money coming in results to loss now we have to say that we stand with you now we have to act like we're human yeah so you can come back to us and you can so you can we can just enslave it's just now, enslave it's just pandering. a it's lot really of these a lot i agree with you a lot of these companies do this more so <clears throat> I, I like to call like anthropomorphic anthropomorphic empathy mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, it tries to man companies try to manifest themselves to become human and empathize with with the people to keep their revenue yeah. exactly, exactly what exactly you what just said yeah. exactly what you just said but you know a lot of times people are just okay with you ever you ever heard of iceberg theory mm. yeah i did see, i see it a lot you see it a lot a lot of people post it yeah. yeah like iceberg theory essentially is when you see an iceberg like when you see a little iceberg floating in the water you always see the tip but you never see the bottom the bottom is deep yeah the bottom is 90 percent of the iceberg yep you only see the top little little point little probably three four meter little 12 foot point you know but the bottom is hundreds of meters deep yep. there's a lot of iceberg theory when it comes to these companies there is no real and what's what i'm looking for transparency no in in companies because it's they have a bottom line <laughs> if it was they'll tell you bro we're not going to give you no 401k we treat you like shit we're going to make you work like a slave everybody gets minimum wage yeah, everybody gets minimum wage it's going to work until like 5 p.m you're not going to have no work life balance and that's just what it is bro you get off weekends but that's the only joy you're going to get if companies were more honest like that i promise you more employees would work i promise you more people would be like all right cool let me tell you you're not selling me a dream people don't want to be sold a dream no they don't and 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 and, and the problem and the problem is there there's something and for all of you that's listening it, i encourage you to google it google the word bottom line every company that's for profit has a bottom line the bottom line is to make money the most efficient way possible to make the most money the most efficient way possible so if disney is seeing its employees go out on strike because of this the bottom line thing to do is stand with, with the employees with yeah. the employees that's why you only see the boss when some when the shit show is happening <laughs> that's literally the only reason why you see a boss and that's why you see uh like yo go go talk to the employees it's getting crazy out there okay i'll, I'll do my job yep i'll show my face i'll but show my face some people may not like what i'm saying simply because there's they're they're trying to rationalize with the organization no in any way, shape, or form, if the or if you become a problem to a company's bottom line, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You're gone, because what what people people fail to realize the difference between company and organization. Organizations are meant to enhance the voice of the people. Companies are meant to only operate based on their bottom line. No matter how sophisticated or multifaceted Apple is, Apple is not an organization. Apple is a company. company. Yes. Prime example, when we first started getting iPhones, when the iPhone 6s and 7s were coming out, we would get new headphones. We would get new chargers. Now, we're at the iPhone 13. We just get a phone. Yeah. We don't even get new headphones anymore. Because they're like, why? Why we, should I give them to you? We're we starting to see this type of weird shift when <clears throat> the people that say these companies don't care about you are now empathizing with these companies mm-hmm. which and it doesn't make sense to me because if you believe that the company 
Like if you if you're the, you can't be the same person saying, "Yo, these companies don't care about you. Take off." You can't be the same person saying, "Yo, this company actually cares about me. They stand beside me." You literally can't believe that. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. That's 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 fire and ice. It that's literally fire and ice. It's almost like people are starting to fall in love with the machine. Yeah. Which which is kind of strange because we live we live in a we live in a, a society that well, is like f the machine that's centered around capitalism yeah. that our our society is literally set not even just companies our whole way of thinking is centered behind the bottom line yeah it's 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 assembled around being the most efficient with the littlest money possible like that's why we see people in especially in Philadelphia coming into the city and built buying up all these luxury buying up all these places for like luxury like buildings for people who are under underserved that can't afford and pushing them out that's literally just serving their bottom line and again people fall in love with this idea that oh these people care about me do you really think that why did it take the pandemic <laughs> to get people start to paying people actual money? It took a deathly virus to get companies to extend their bottom line like 2%. Like 2%. Go ahead, Duff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I was just saying. That's literally all. You took the words out of my mouth. So even better. You said it better. So. That's all I got to say about it. It's the podcast and chill show. It's the podcast and chill show. I'm your boy from Nesville. I'm here with the chocolate lover himself, Duff No Beer. He has hair on his chest right now. He's busy oiling it. That's why he wasn't talking. Mm. It's okay. Uh, we're about to go get something to eat. Uh, yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love, man. Ask questions. X, man. X, X as much questions as you can, man. It's no dumb questions unless it's about something stupid. That's all I'm going to say. Think about that.